This is Our People and Mother Earth on KWSO. Today we look at the forestry department on the Warm Springs Reservation. Edward Heath is a longtime employee of forestry. I am a Warm Springs tribal member. I have been working for the tribe since 1992. Well, I started out as a forest road technician, and now I'm the forest engineering technician. I'm in charge of the engineering section for forestry. So we basically manage uh, any kind of maintenance, construction, or eradication, closure of roads in the forested area. And if we have special projects out in the forest, we develop plans to mitigate any kind of erosion, any kind of negative impacts on the uh, resources out in the forest. We try to get ahead of that. Within the commercial forested area, we have uh, 1,799 miles of road that are open. And in the past, since we started, we decommissioned 829 roads. And right now we have 514 closures, which, you know, road blocks, we don't, they're not fully decommissioned. They're not closed permanently. They're just closed because of certain issues we have in that area, whether, would it be uh, wildlife any other kind of resource issue that we have in that area. But we still need that road in the future, and we don't want to put that cost, you know, on the future. So we're basically going to leave that road where it is and open it when we need it. And then once we are done doing any kind of management projects or anything in that area, we'll just close it permanently. And my job is basically all the roads within the forested area, and then we do certain maintenance projects for, like if we're doing logging projects, we'll grade BIA system roads outside of the system area, which is like the W100 or the B140 or, you know, so on and so forth. So... In relation to the IRMP, there are a certain number of uh, miles per section that we try to maintain these roads, and which it's 4.5 miles open and closed roads per section. And right now we are right at that number. Uh, once we go over that number, we're basically breaking the IRMP standard, and we have to we have to close a certain number of roads to reach that 4.5 miles per section. We would like to maintain every road we possibly can. But, you know, I hate to use the word economically, but that's where, you know, that comes into a big play is, is that we can't afford to, to maintain, you know, 1,800 miles of road every single year. So hopefully any time a project's within that area, we'll try to maintain any bit of road within that area that we can and hopefully leave it in a condition that's better than when we first, when, when we got there so that it'll last for, you know, a certain number of years. You know, we do have a lot of recreation. We have a lot of people that go out there and hike. We, we, you know, more and more every year, we have a lot more hikers, you know, within the community that want to utilize these roads. And, you know, we have berry pickers, we have hunting, we have firewood cutters, we have hikers, we have basically just people wanting to take a drive out into the woods and, you know, reminisce about, you know, take their kids out and, you know, say, hey, my grandpa used to bring me out here. And, you know, weather looks different now than it used to. I don't know. But, you know, roads are a pretty big, important part of our, our res. And whether people like it or not, you know, everybody uses roads. For me, roads related, I think people need to be a little more proactive as far as their timing using using some of these roads. There are areas that get a little muddier than than other areas, and it would be nice if you know we were, were able to stay out of those specific areas at that certain time of year. But you know, we we all know that doesn't always happen. But to me, that that is the biggest thing is people going out into areas 
where they shouldn't be at a certain time of year. Vernon Wolf is the current forest manager for the Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs. He talks about the work that the forestry department does on the reservation and how it has changed over time. I grew up outside of Philadelphia and came west to study forestry at OSU and then came to the tribes in 2003. And I first got hired as the inventory forester and did a series of different jobs as an area forester. And then in 2019, I became the forest manager. I I guess in the old days, forestry's job would have been mostly to harvest timber, to prepare timber sales and to oversee the harvesting of the timber. And that's kind of changed over the years. Since IRMP was adopted in 1992, it's now this interdisciplinary plan where we're thinking about all the resources at the same time, not just harvesting timber. So we're looking out for water and fish, roots, berries, deer, elk, everything. And so when we're managing the forest, we're managing it in that more holistic way. But a big change over the last 20 years, really since the late 90s, has been wildfire in the 1970s and 80s, we would have had three to 4,000 acres on average burn across the reservation. And right now, our 10-year average, every year we burn about 50,000 acres a year on the reservation. That's our 10-year average. So a huge change just in you know the most recent generation. And so a lot of what we're doing in the forest is trying to get out in front of that wildfire problem by doing fuels reduction projects. That looks different, takes a lot of different phases, fuels reduction. We can be thinning, mowing, masticating, prescribed burning. But it's also, the other thing we're doing is rehabilitating after the wildfire. So last year we had the Lion's Head fire on the reservation, the biggest fire in recent history, 96,000 acres in the forest. And a lot of our job is focused now on fixing the roads out there, putting rock on the roads, upsizing the culverts so that it can take the additional water that's coming through them. And then the really big problem is reforestation. Just in the commercial forest, there's 27,000 acres that need to be planted. So that's right there, 12 million trees. A typical year, we'll plant about 1 million trees on the reservation. And just from last year's fire, we have about 12 million trees in backlog. And that doesn't include other fires and harvests that we have to follow for tree planting. So we're really stretched capacity-wise and funding-wise to keep up with that. Verdon says another thing that they do in forestry is manage the woodcutting permitting. There are changes coming to the way those will be issued. Forestry right now is working with the Timber Committee to develop an online system for woodcutting permits. And it's not ready yet. We're working with somebody to to help us build the website. But it's going to look a lot like the hunting website that the wildlife program developed. And so hopefully ready for next year. 2022 some point, not sure if it'll be January 1st, but you'll be able to get your wood permits online just like you do the hunting permits. So that'll be nice. Tree planting is an important part of the work they do at Forestry. Vernon explains all about tree planting work on the reservation. It actually starts around this time of the year we do cone collection. So we just collected our biggest harvest ever. We collected 3,300 bushels of cones from different species of trees that we plant. Then we process those cones. You have to pick them right when they're ripe. So before the cones open and drop their seeds onto the forest floor, you climb trees and you, you pick the, the cones and we send them away to get processed. So basically cracking the cones open, extracting the seeds, and then we store those seeds in our freezer. We have a warehouse down the street and we store them there until we need them. 
And then in the fall, we send batches of seed away to different nurseries. We use six or seven nurseries around the region, and they have different specialties, grow different species and sizes and things. And we send our seed to the nurseries, and they grow over two years seedlings. They're about a foot tall or so after two years, and that's what we plant. And we hire contractors, subcontractors to come in. We bid it out and hire contractors to come do the planting for us. And that's usually in the spring, March, April, May is the big planting time. Once the snow starts receding and before it gets too dry, we go in there, we plant. And so in a normal year, like I said, we do a million trees. We're really ramping that up over the next few years to catch up with the fire backlog. Most of it's done by contractors, but our own staff, our technicians, we, we hired a couple of lifts this year. So they, they took our employees up and we have a couple of seed orchards out in the forest that are there just to grow seed for our planting program, genetically improved trees, essentially, in a good way. What we've done is we've gone around the forest and looked at really nice, tall, straight trees, and we've taken seed from those and planted them into these orchards. And now those trees have grown up, and we're starting to collect the seed from those trees, and they produce tall, straight trees. The reservation has over 20 conifer species. It's really diverse because of the diversity in moisture on the reservation. Down here where we are, there's about 10 inches of rain a year. And up at the crest at Mount Jefferson, there's 120 inches of rain a year. So along that gradient, you have different species of trees. You know, down here, it's juniper and grass. And we go to ponderosa pine and on up. So over 20 conifer species, and we have a few hardwood species. Tree planting, we do the vast majority, about 40%, 45% is ponderosa pine, and another 40 45% is Douglas fir. And then we have a little bit of western larch, sugar pine, western white pine, and noble fir. Those are predominantly the six species that we plant. They're the commercial species. A lot of other species come in naturally. They seed in naturally really well. So we'll plant those six species, and then we'll have other trees coming in naturally. Vernon discusses logging practices on the reservation and, again, changes that have occurred over time. There's the annual allowable cut, and that's the sustainable harvest level, and we calculate that every five years. We're going through that as part of this IRMP revision. As soon as the IRMP revision is done, we'll update the annual allowable cut. How much can we sustainably cut every year so that the amount of trees in the forest doesn't decline? Historically, back, you know, 1930s and 40s, the reservation was harvesting on average like about 40 million board feet. Our 100-year average is 60 million board feet, and we peaked up over 100 million board feet in the 1980s, 80s and early 90s, before IRMP came in. And ever since then, there's been a slow, steady decline. Right now, we're at 25 million board feet. The expectation is it's going to drop a little lower still after the recent big wildfires. They've really affected what we're doing out in the forest. The whole composition of the forest has changed because of those fires, and we're expecting that number to keep declining from where it is now, 25 million. I think there's 80,000 acres or 90,000 acres of conditional use forest. On the earlier topic, while we've been harvesting less every year, from 100 years ago to today, there's four times as many trees in the forest as there were 100 years ago. The thing is, today, they tend to be really little trees, which are fuel for fires. And so when we talk about restoration of the forest, it really means cutting a lot of those small trees and leaving the medium and big-sized trees there so we get back to a healthier forest where when a fire comes through, it's not burning the entire forest down, it's burning along the ground. And so our challenge is to remove three-quarters of the trees, but the really little trees.
Well, we still have big trees. They're just crowded out by all these, this ingrowth of little trees. And that came from grazing back, you know, in the 10s and 20s, 1910s and 20s. It came from a lot of wet decades back then. So a lot of seedlings established back in the 30s, 40s and 50s. And then the big thing was we started effectively putting out fires across the reservation for the last 100 years. So that would have, those fires would have cleaned out a lot of fuel naturally, but instead the fuel grew up, all those trees grew up, and now we're left with a, a really thick forest in a lot of places where we haven't had fires in the last 20 years. Edward Heath is a forest engineering technician and Vernon Wolf, the forest manager in Warm Springs. They talk about the impacts of climate change. Our fire season starts earlier, it lasts longer, it's really dry out there. So our fire staff measures the amount of moisture in the fuel, in the in the logs, in the live vegetation, and it's drier every year. We're, there's a, a metric we use called ERC, energy release component, and it seems like every summer we're setting new records in the ERC, which is measuring how combustible the fuels are and how likely a big fire is to start. I mean, that's a big part of climate change is, yeah, the, the fire season's extending and it's just drier out there. So it's more And even with the recent rain that we had, the larger fuels aren't retaining that moisture like they used to? So. The, the fuel's so dry that, yeah, when it rains, early, until we really get a lot of rain, it's just absorbing that moisture really quickly and it's still ready to burn. The Integrated Resource Management Plan is coming up for revision in 2022. They discuss the importance of the IRMP and how it impacts the work they do. IRMP is the guideline we use to manage the forest and the range. So everything we do out there, it's how we um, make decisions in the forest is based on what's in the IRMP. And so the IRMP is intended to take the how, how the tribal membership feels, how they want the forest to be managed, and even though it's a whole spectrum of interest, it's 5,000 people and everybody has their own individual beliefs, we try and put that into this management plan and do what the tribal membership wants, both for today, but also giving future generations the same range of options that the membership has today. And so when we're making decisions, when we're making a project, uh, Edward's part of that project process, we use IRMP to develop like a timber sale it would be a good example of a project. So my objective basically for the transportation section is to develop and implement a comprehensive transportation plan that is designed to meet tribal member needs for at least 20 years while projecting or mitigating impacts to other resources. And one project that we have, or actually one thing that we've been working on for a long time is, is called a problem road project. And it's basically roads that we've had issues with runoff erosion into streams, you know, various things. I mean, hunting, poaching issues, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's basically reducing the number of roads within certain areas. And it's basically problem road. Problem roads isn't just one specific thing. It's like I said, it's it's uh, erosion, wildlife. I mean, a problem. It's, it's a problem. And it's causing negative impacts on the resources in the forest and and uh, so that would that would be one of the projects we're working on, and it's reducing roads or relocating roads from areas that they don't belong. Like uh, two years ago, we removed a big section of road that was paralleling the Warm Springs River out in the woods, and we removed a bridge. So that reduced the number of the measurement they have for erosion 
but the uh, we re reduced that amount of erosion going into the Warm Springs River from that road. I just say the IRMP, like when you're doing these projects, it's interdisciplinary. So it's mm -hmm. not just yeah. you putting it together. You're working with a range mm -hmm. specialist, a hydrologist, a fish biologist, a fire person. Wildlife, culture. Wildlife, yeah. Everybody. I mean, everybody's involved in that project. It's not just one specific problem that's going on out there. It's, you know, a lot of roads when you remove because they're, you know, affecting archaeological sites or uh, we removed roads because they were increasing erosion into certain streams or, like I said, there was poaching issues. So we removed roads in wildlife management zones. Right now, this year, we're working on a project to uh, reduce fields along uh, major roads that we that we may you know, possibly use as a fuel break in the future. And we don't have a specific miles, you know, my mileage right now, but we're, we're working on it. And I think Edward and I help fight fires is a small part of our job in the summer. And if you've got a road within a quarter mile of a new fire, it's a whole lot easier to fight that fire than if it's in the conditional use where there are no roads, then it's a whole lot bigger of a job to put that fire out. So roads are beneficial for that and also to get people out for hunting and berry picking and all that kind of thing. But roads aren't great for wildlife, so it's always a balancing act. Vernon Wolf, forest manager, and Edward Heath, forest engineering technician for the forestry department in Warm Springs. The branch of natural resources continues to seek community input for the revision of the Warm Springs Integrated Resource Management Plan, or IRMP. There's an online survey you can complete that is posted on the KWSO website. I'm Liz Smith reporting for Our People and Mother Earth on 91.9 FM, KWSO.